listening to the IFF TV podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Irish Football Fan TV for the First Division show. Paul Tierney here, joined by Jer Brown. Jer, how are you today? Uh, looking fantastic, it has to be said, in our new Umbro gear, Paul. I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it, so I have to say. Yeah, honestly, I'm not a man for polo shirts, but this is probably the nicest one I've owned, to be honest. And it actually fits me well, properly. It's well it? to you there, Paul, so I have to say. You've yeah. Lockdown's been, uh, been treating you well. Ah, uh, well, I wouldn't say that 100%, but maybe, maybe. Um, we'll we'll go straight into this now. We'll start off with uh, Shells, who've gone top. They won two one down in Cove on Saturday evening. Goals from John Ross Wilson and Ryan Brennan cancelled out Connor Drinnan's early goal for Cove. Uh, that moved Shells top. They're gone two points ahead of UCD, who had a who had a disappointing result on Friday. But we'll go ahead. We'll uh, we'll stay with Shells first. Uh, do you have any thoughts on it, Chair? Yeah, I think a uh, good win for Shelburne in the end. I think Cove might actually look back on this one. I think it was one to get away to pull the scalp in this division. As you mentioned, they went in front early on through Conor Drennan. They had a goal actually disallowed for offside just before that. And then probably the match-defining the moment when Charlie Lyons had a penalty saved by Brendan Carragher on the post. You feel if that goes in, 2-0 up, great advantage, confidence rolling. That it would have nearly been Cove's game to lose. But kind of credit to Shelburne. They weathered the storm for the rest of the half. They got in at half-time. And they changed the game. You know, they got that equaliser through John Ross Wilson just even before that. Ryan Brennan, who did go on to be their hero, he had a good effort, I think, from close range that was denied by the Cove keeper, uh, Sean, Sean Barron. And yeah, there were some strong second half performances from Shelburne, from the likes of Wilson, Brennan, Shane Farrell as well. Georgie Poynton, when he came on, was meant to be very, very strong. And they got that winner with 10 minutes to go. And I think from then on in, it was actually a case of it could have been a couple of more. Uh, they really kind of kicked on, took the confidence from there. And they're flying it now. They've gone to where they want to be, where they expect to be the start of the season, top of the table. Sets things up quite nicely for that game against UCD on Friday night. Dublin Derby, I suppose, geographically. Uh, wouldn't be kind of one that would be known for its kind of feistiness and tension. I suppose that's just always the nature with, with UCD. But it's going to be a very, very outwarding game. Definitely the two standout teams in this division this year, although I'm sure Gary Spain is probably listening and not happy with me saying that but sorry Gary um but no it should be a good game and it's, I know it's one that you're covering on Friday night like but uh look go win for go win for shells for Cove disappointment uh but probably still a couple of positives to take that they ran what would be perceived as the best team on paper in this division so close yeah definitely I agree and uh just a briefing on the UCD the derby geographical situation I mean I suppose they played each other a lot more in recent years, due due to Shell's sort of demise, we 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 should call it. So I mean, they're used to playing each other, and I'm sure it's been a bit of a promotion derby even in the last couple of years. Uh, both of them would have been towards the top of the table anyway. So it's definitely got its a uh, it's got its importance anyway. It's an important game on Friday, and uh, yeah, you mentioned Cove. It's always going to be tough for them with the small budget as well. But again, you know they they will be disappointed they lost that considering they were ahead. For so long as well and uh to lose late is always sick and considering it's been two weeks in a row for them now as well and uh yeah important game on friday for shells ucd will be looking to bounce back they had a nil nil draw with cork city on friday night as well um 
there was a couple of changes in the UCD side. One in particular, the goalkeeper, Lorcan Healy, was out and Carl Williams stepped in. Uh, he did have a good game now, but again, that's just one that stands in my head anyway. I've seen UCD a lot of, a lot over the last uh, season and a bit. And uh, Lorcan Healy's been a mainstay. So again, but fair play to Carl Williams. He was good. Uh, good point for Cork, though. And uh, we were talking off air before. So you said Cork, by the looks of the reports anyway, they were the better team for most of it. Yeah, I was just reading Andrew Dempsey's report from Extra Time Dahi, and they seemed to have more of the chances that came the way. They had a couple of good chances in the first half in the 15th minute. Jack Walsh had a header against the crossbar, then from the rebound. Uh, Darren Crowley had his shot cleared off the line by Harvey O'Brien. The touchdown there, you know, a baptism of fire for Tipperary and Ace with Carl Williams coming into goals for the experienced Orkin Healy, you know, minted in that goal for UCD over the last couple of seasons. And by all accounts, he's done well. He made a couple of good saves towards the end of the game to preserve a point. So, Probably a bit of a missed opportunity for, for Cork like because they're playing catch-up in this division. They've had a very, very slow start to the season. The best way to make up ground when you're playing catch-up is to take the points off the teams above you. And this would have been an opportunity that maybe has just kind of slipped them by um, in terms of getting back up the table. But look, good solid kind of performance with the way UCD performing this season. You know, it's probably, again, maybe many people thought that the students might actually win at the start of the season. Still carried a bit of a threat themselves. Um Colin Whelan, you know, he's been on fire this season, had a couple of efforts in the first half that just went wide. But, you know, like, well, Harvey, Harvey Bryan, you know, was very impressed when I seen him a couple of weeks ago when they went down to Eamon DC Park and played Galway. I couldn't believe that was actually his first appearance of the season. He hadn't even kicked the ball before that. He was so impressive. And he's now really kind of established himself in that team over the last kind of couple of weeks. But, you know, Paul Doyle was missing to injury that night. He's back. He's a, he's a quality player, stands out in this division. Ian Kerrigan as well. As uh, another player that really kind of stands out for me as well. Good to see, even just from a local point of view here in Roscommon, uh, a fellow countryman like myself, Adam Lennon, came on there for the last 35 minutes. You know, a good prospect as well. It's been res- restricted to a couple of performance um, substitute appearances this season. But yeah, it does set up uh, their game quite nicely now on, on Friday night. Interesting you say, like, they are two teams that have clashed with each other so much over the last couple of years, the top end of the first division. But uh, it will be the first time in... 2018 so three years that they'd actually meet in the league because you know they were both had spells in the premier division so look it sets things up quite nicely um on friday night i think whoever wins that game will be laying down an early statement yeah definitely i agree uh if shells do win they'll go five points ahead of ucd and that's that's a bit of a gap already to have it's not major but it's a bit of a gap considering some of the other leagues in europe at the minute as well is so tight and uh look Hopefully it does come. I am a bit biased, so hopefully it does go that way. But again, uh, another interesting bit is that Yo Yo Maddy comes up against his old side for the that's first time, uh, which which would be an interesting one. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Going to ha- yeah, I think that's always going to happen though with UCD players. At some stage, or ex UCD players are always going to come back up against play them. It's the nature of UCD. They're never really going to have players for a long term basis. Just looking at Cork, like I'm just looking at their you know their team sheet here, like even. From Friday night, even some of the experienced names there, like Mark McNulty, King Coleman, Garrod Morrissey came on. He's coming back from injuries. That's good to see for fans down on Lee's side as well. Ronan Hurley, you've seen them live a couple of weeks ago against um, Bray. Like, are you surprised to kind of see where they are? Or do you think from the base of the evidence, what you're seeing, that the table isn't telling us a false position? No, I don't think it's a false position. They haven't been good enough, and they weren't good enough last year either. Like, they were well below the standards in the Premier Division last year. And some of the clubs in the first division, first division were Premier Division standard and better than some that were in it anyway. So for me, I'm not really surprised. Just because they're a big club, it doesn't mean they should 
just automatically be up there. And uh, for me, I think it's accurate. I seen them against Bray. They played on the counter attack for ninety minutes, and uh, we're unlucky. We're we're lucky not to be beaten. But it's good that they're getting results. They've kept three clean sheets in a row now. Got a win. Got a good win against Wexford. And uh, look onwards and upwards but again i don't think they'll be in the promotion picture to be honest i think there's a uh, at least five or six sides who are better than cork anyway this season but uh, another good point and a good point against a team who are second in the league and have probably been the most entertaining side to watch so far this season in the first division and uh we'll move quickly on we'll move on to gary spain's 3d united another promotion candidate as well got another win another one nil win against that lone town Captain Jack Lynch got the goal and uh, they bounced straight back after a defeat last week, their first defeat of the season to UCD. And uh, it moves them level on points with Athlone now and into fourth spot. Jer, fantastic again from Treaty. Yeah, big win. I think just more so for the character and morale because I think that would have been a little bit harsh after the nature of the defeat against UCD. No shame in, in going up to UCD bowl and losing, but when I think when you're 2-0 up and come away with nothing, it's going to be painful, especially for a young team, a new team. They wouldn't have experienced that kind of before. So how are they going to kind of react? They've done very, very well to get the win here as well. I was just reading a report from this game on the Limerick leader and they obviously had the clip as well for the goal. Great goal. Lovely little ball in by uh, Sean McSweeney into to Jack Lynch and he took it very, very well. By all accounts, it was a good, solid, strong defensive performance from, from Limerick and that's kind of good to see that like the backs were maybe a little bit kind of against the wall in this game and they showed the kind of results to kind of see it out which obviously might have been a little bit kind of nervous about because of what happened the previous week. But, you know, Ty Grime had a couple of important saves in this game, particularly towards the end on Shane Barnes. And, you know, it's, it's a good win for them. Like, um, at loan, obviously, we touched on it a couple of weeks ago. We're, we're flying it. Like, we had Michal Shingerman on the show talking about being top of the table. Maybe we put a bit of a jinx on them. They've lost their three games since. So, uh, they mightn't be too happy with us in the Midlands. But, um no, they've, got, they've hit a bit of a, a bad, bad patch themselves now. They've got a winnable game against Cove now on Friday night, so they're looking to bounce back that way. But, but by all accounts, I don't think they actually played that bad on, on Friday night. Like, you know, they were pushing hard for the equaliser. Limerick just showed great resolve in defence with the likes of Charlie Fleming, Clyde O'Connell, Anthony O'Driscoll, you know, putting in some great shifts, uh, efforts there as well, as I mentioned with, with Ryan and goals. And, you know, they're having a very, very good season. Uh, Tracy, I think Gary would be the first to admit to if he see the expectations. He didn't expect them to be in the playoff places near the end of the first series of games and they're they're flying and it's great to see for for a new team back up yeah definitely i agree and i mean it's justified as well they've done the work out on the pitch and they've got the points there uh just a brief one on that loan as well i mean i've seen them a couple of times this year and they were great both times against ucd they were unlucky to be losing 2-1 that they had to get a late equalizer from adam wickstead uc just had two shots and scored both of them at loan are very unlucky that night and against Bray, it was only 2-1. It could have been more, probably should have been more. Curtis Burns should have got a hat-trick. And uh, Shane Barnes had a goal disallowed that night for, can't even remember, the referee, hit ball, hit the referee or something. Something ridiculous. Um, we always have fun with referees in all leagues, which is great. I know that's the new rule, obviously, but he waited a couple of seconds and then he blew his whistle. So, who knows? But, uh, yeah, hope, hopefully they can get going again. I'm not being biased towards that loan or anything, but they're a nice group. Adrian Carby's a nice he's a nice man. They're he's like internal. Yeah, yeah, he's a good manager. They've got good players. So I mean, maybe they'll get going again against Cove on Friday. But uh, yeah, even, have to, yeah, go on, go like, yourself. Yeah, just even like it's mad to think like they've lost three games in a row and they're still only two points two points off top spots. So it just kind of tells you the nature of this division that 
even though we're talking about Shells and UCD, they've been impressive the last couple of weeks, but UCD dropped points against Cork. Shells dropped points a couple of weeks ago against Limerick. No one's really kind of fully kind of pulling away. I think that's something that Adrian Carby has to hit. Like, we're hitting a bad patch, and we're still not far away. We still know if we win at the weekend, that game is a draw, just say for argument's sake. There's a highly good chance they will be joined top still by the end of the weekend. And if you told that loan that at the start of the season, they would have been delighted with it. I still think they're not going to overly feature for automatic promotion, but definitely think they could be in them playoff places come the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And mainly down to their start as well. Uh, if you want to see the interviews after the game, Gary Spain did catch up with Tommy Barrett and goalscorer and captain Jack Lynch. So you can watch those now. It's Gary Spain here for Irish Football Fan TV with Treaty United manager Tommy Barrett after that fantastic 1-0 win over at Lone Town. Tommy, can I get your thoughts on the game? Yeah, look, they're a good side, you know. Um, I thought we started quite well. They came into the game the, f- the first half. They probably had a 20-minute period where they had us a bit under a bit of pressure without creating too much. And, but we looked lively on the counter, I think, all night, Gary. Um, uh, and we probably created the better chances in the game, I think. You know, even they, they probably had more the possession. I thought we were probably full value for the win, to be, to be honest. Do you think uh, Sean McSweeney and uh, Kieran Redhandlin linked up very well tonight? They do, yeah, and they do. Look, Sean McSweeney is, 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 a, is a top-class player, to be fair, you know, and, and look, Kieran Hanlon's a handful, as we say, Red's a handful every week, and I thought it was an excellent goal, actually, again, you know, Sean sees the ball to Jack, and it's, it's an excellent finish by Jack. And, but we had, we had good performances all over the park again, but no different than we've been having, you know, we, we've, we've been playing really well since probably the third game in against Galway, it was the fourth game in against Galway, we, we've been playing really well, and we got a bit of luck tonight and we, we won the game. Huh? And how important was it to have your two central defenders, your first choice, Anto O'Donnell and Sean Gearns, back tonight? I thought both were superb. Yeah, I think it is. Without, I think it is important because they've got a good understanding and they're, they're no-nonsense, you know, and they, they, they're good, solid defenders. And, you know, and that's no disrespect to Jack and Clyde last week. You know, Jack and Clyde were up against two very good players in Kerrigan and Whelan, um, <clears throat> and they did OK. But Jack and Clyde were excellent in midfield tonight, I thought. You know, so, like... They're probably long term. They might be end up centre half, both of them. But you know they do a great job in the middle because both of them are very mobile and they get around the park and they're two big boys. And I thought both of them, you know, were excellent as well tonight. And a goal for Captain Jack Lynch. He must be delighted. <coughs> I am, and I'm delighted for Jack because he was unlucky last week. I think the keeper puts off a great save uh, 20 minutes in last week, and I think he hit the crossbar as well. Um, and he's been he's been there thereabouts for the last few weeks, uh, looking to score. And it was a great run, and he makes those runs all day. It's a really cool finish. It was delighted him and delighted for him. Yeah, that's great. With Treaty United captain and goal scorer Jack Lynch, Jack, can you talk me through your goal tonight? Um, do you know what I said before the game? I had a feeling I might nick one. And uh, from talking with Sticky and watching the lads watching that loan in video, I thought they might struggle with late runs into the box. So. Look, it all came together. I thought Sticky might have uh, taken too much out of it, but he's uh, he's super in those situations. He managed to find me, and from there it was a bit of a it was a bit of a blur. It's my first goal in League of Ireland, and uh, it's a bit special to score here at the Markets Field for your for your hometown club. So, um, yeah, it, it'll it'll stay with me for a long time, I think. It looked a really good pass from Sean McSweeney, so maybe you're not, maybe not doing him a full service. Oh, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not. To be, to be fair to Sticky, uh, no. Look, he's a super, super player, and he can make things out of nothing. So, and I think that's what he's done there. I think he split about three or four of them with uh, with the one pass. He, he knew I was running in there because we had spoken about it beforehand. So, look, he's a super player, and uh, he's come up trumps again for us tonight. Super assist. And uh, what's it like to, to to be here, captain of your hometown club? I mean, your father played for many years with Limerick and, and played cross-channel as well. What does it mean to you to be playing here as captain? It's, it's hard to describe, I suppose, when, when I was doing interviews around the time and it got announced. 
my kind of motto was that it's 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 something special and something that will stick with me for a long time. The fact that I'm the first person to uh, captain three in the League of Ireland. So, um, look, it's a bit of a I've said blur already, but it's a bit of a dream, and, and that might sound like a bit of a cliche. But I suppose all you can do is grow up hoping that you'll you'll play at a decent level. And the fact that I get the captain my own club in, in kind of one of the most competitive leagues in Ireland sure what more can I ask for really at this stage and you're, you're certainly Mr Versatile as well you've played in a few different positions right back centre half but no look and I have to be honest it's kind of been uh, it's kind of been one of my downfalls really over the last couple of years you know sometimes when you're uh, as you say Mr Versatile or that kind of utility person you get thrown around you can't really nail down a spot but uh, I think last year with Galway you know they kind of put me in right full and uh, I played there most of the season and to be fair when I came into 3D Tommy told me straight away there might be uh, a case of where I go in the middle or I might just have to move around and look I'm 100% okay with doing that for whatever's good for the team you know and uh, that was Gary Spain speaking to the lads there after the game on Friday night now we'll move swiftly on to the game I was at Bray against Cabin Daly Bray won 3-0 it was a comfortable win first goal was from Dylan Barnett who's starting to get a bit of a goal scoring habit now particularly at home uh, his half volley came after Connor Clifford hit the post. It deflected back to him and he buried it for 1-0. Uh, shortly after, Dylan Barnett and Ryan Graydon involved again. Ball came across and Richie O'Farrell powered it home. No chance for Adam Hayden. And uh, 2-0 Bray at time. Went into the second half. Cabo kind of came into it. They had a couple of shots that were saved easily by Brian Maher. And uh, then up the other end, Gary Shaw came on and he buried one to make it 3-0. And it was... Just a comfortable night for Bray, really, at home. Uh, they'll be delighted with that two wins from two now. And uh, they've got their strikers back scoring again. I think the main thing for Bray before this was they didn't have a fully fit striker. And it was tough for them to link the play between the midfield and up front. And uh, now they've got that and it's shown the differences. They've got two wins in a row now rather than drawn. Jerry, do you have anything to say on it? Yeah, I think you fairly well kind of covered it there. You obviously were covering the game for ourselves on Friday night. And it's just amazing how they perspective and outlook has changed because two weeks ago we were talking about a Bray Wanderers team with no win in six matches and now we're talking about a Bray Wanderers team that's only lost one of their opening eight games so it's amazing how getting a couple of wins can kind of change things I think that win against Galway was definitely kind of got the monkey off the back and has given a bit of confidence this was always going to be a tricky game for them it's uh we talk about uh Shelburne and UCD being a derby Bray and Cabin TV kind of some people like to put into that kind of category, um, but the two ways about Cabin TV are a bogey team for Bray, and they've been a decent bit for themselves recently, Cabo. So that was an impressive victory, and, and to run out comprehensive with no victors as well. And, you know, good to see some of the names I've seen on the score sheet there as well. Gary Shaw, obviously, former St. Pat's player, didn't quite just work out for him. I think he's a player not just in throughout his kind of career, but even this season, he's kind of struggled with injury and for fitness. So it's great to see him come off the bench and get a goal, and hopefully, that's the start of a good run for him. Richie O'Farrell is a player I really like. His permanent division experience from his that time with UCD. I think he's going to be a good acquisition or a good addition. And like you know, was touched on there as well. We all know the talent that Brandon Kavanagh has, even from his cameo appearances with Shamrock Rovers in the Premier Division a couple of years ago as well. And Daryl Lynch, I think, was a player that caught many people's eye last season. Still only I think seventeen years of age, probably still in school, has a big future ahead of him, but was injured at the start of the season, so he's working his way back into fitness and. Yeah, they've kind of started to take off. Like you know, we, we talk about just Cork. We're going to talk about it later with Galway, Bray, were another team as well that would have been in that category of disappointing starts. Now they're kind of hitting the ground running. They're finding their feet. They're getting going, and they'll be hoping to to kick on. And, and I say for yourself, it was 
Well, it probably more relief for Gary Cohen. They finally got interviewed by you and you could talk about a win. Yeah, definitely. It's been a while. And uh, speaking of that interview, I did catch up with Gary Cronin after and you can watch that interview now. Paul Tierney here, joined by Gary Cronin after Braves 3-0 win against Cabin Teeley. Gary, you must be delighted with that comfortable win. Yeah, it was. Obviously, first half was comfortable and um, uh, for us, probably should have had more goals. And The second half turned into a much more of a game, obviously, for the first 20 minutes. Um, Cabin Teeley threw a lot more at us, but you know the third goal killed, killed the game off. So, look, overall, got to be happy with clean sheet and three points. And from our point of view, you know, the wins haven't really been that easy to come by. So, to get two, two of the week is, is fantastic. And hopefully, we can build on that. Yeah, and uh, three goals from three different players as well. But most importantly, Gary Shaw's got two from two now. He's looking back to full fitness. Yeah, well, look, come here. We'll just keep on working with Gary. I mean, I know he's not because I know what Gary has in the locker. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, he's really good around the box. And we know that. Um, so, look... We getting him back on the on, on the field is fantastic for us. Obviously, when it happened in, in Chelsea's injury, we were we were praying it wasn't going to be as long or too long. But look, we're able to bring him off the bench. He's after scoring twice off the bench, which is fantastic. And hopefully now we can get him back to full fitness where he's able to start the game soon. Yeah, and obviously up next Wexford away is it a very carry tough game? Yeah, of course it will. Like, I mean, I, I'd imagine they'll have their man in place by next week, um, mm-hmm. whoever they want to to choose from. We just have to focus on ourselves and obviously have a look at Wexford during the week. Um, the game against Galway tonight. So, look, it's, no matter, I've always gone down to Ferry Carrick and it's never been easy. Once once we actually we had a, an easy game down there, I remember, but um, I mean, last year we went down there, we won it down three minutes ago, we ended up winning 3 1. So, I'm expecting nothing, nothing less than a tough game. It's great, Gary. Thanks, Thanks very much. Paul. Much happier, Gary Crown, in there talking to myself on Friday night. Uh, how, was the, uh, for how was the hospitality after the game on Friday, Paul? Uh, no hospitality this week, Jared. They, they they usually do offer brave fair play to them, but no hospitality this week. They actually had a lot of media there, so it was kind of a kind of a bit of a rush. So yeah, look, yeah. that's just the way. But uh, you know, usually they do offer and fair play to them. A very well run community club out in uh, out in Wicklow there. Uh, so we'll swiftly move on to our last game now. Go- we mentioned Galway already. They played Wexford on Friday night and they got a one nil win. A late winner from David Hurley. Sorry, David Hurley. He got he got the late goal, ninety fifth minute to be exact, and uh, disappointing for Wexford again. Trying to get their first point of the season, very unlucky. Defended very well, were well in the game for the whole thing by the sounds of it from the match reports, and uh, heartbreak for them. But look, it's it's a positive anyway, considering they conceded eleven in their last two games before this, only one this week, and probably should have got a point. Yeah, so, so close to finally getting off the mark for the season. Absolutely, heartbreak. I was at training on Friday night and I, when I popped back into the car after training and I turned on Galway Bay FM. I couldn't believe it when the commentators were still saying that this game was nil-nil and they were actually fearing that this could end up being another Bray Wanderers because no disrespect to the club from the southeast. I genuinely thought Galway would win this game and boost their goal difference. But look, you have to give them have to give them credit. They dug in there deep. You know, their goalkeeper as, as Often will be the case, probably for Wexford this season. Jimmy Corcoran was brilliant, made a couple of good saves. Look, Galway, probably, you can say in some respects, didn't do an awful lot wrong, particularly in the first half. Like, they hit the post twice between Padraig Cunningham and then the fullback Gary Boylan. Moments later, Cunningham then had a goal disallowed for offside, as I mentioned. Corcoran was a busy man in the second half, but they had a couple of chances themselves in either half from Jack Dartley, from Carl Fitzsimon. So they hang, hung in there like. Just listened to and seen some of the reaction from the traveling, uh, the traveling 
Pundit Podcast. Is, yeah. that the, is, that, is that the name? That's the one, yeah. That's the yeah. One. Got tongue-tied there for a second. Um, <laughs> but they were, you know, they felt there was a lot of encouragement and, and positive takeaway from a Wexford point of view, and they were very, very proud of a, of a brave spirit of display. And look, we've seen it. They went up to Talca last month, and they gave Shelburne uh, a couple of headaches as well and made it very, very hard and difficult for them. Like So they have proved they can be a stubborn resistance to kind of break down. It's just... From their own point of view, and I think from a neutral's point of view, everyone kind of just wants to see them to kind of get off the mark and get a couple of points and make that bottom end of the table look a little bit more kind of competitive. But look for Galway, it's mad to think that they've had a fairly slow enough start and they're still not that far off top spot and they're still in the very much important shakeup. But I think if Rowan if David Hurley didn't uh, bail them out of jail this time, I think they would have been under serious, serious pressure. Yeah, definitely. And the Look, it's a good win for Galway. It puts them back in that. Uh, it's kind of getting very tight in the playoff mix anyway. Shells and UCD are kind of a bit ahead. And look, they'd be happy they're there considering the start they've had. They haven't been good. But maybe that's just the effects of full-time football for the first year for some of those lads. But uh, look, it'll probably do them do them the world of good in the end and they'll kick on. And uh, just until- Yeah, but just even like on that, I know like it's a, they're gone full-time as well. But if you look down through their squad, like... Connor Currence was with Pats last season. Gary Boylan is experienced in the Premier Division with Sligo and Cork. Carson Ubazuno was with Dundalk when he was younger, during that time when they were in Europe. Like Shane Duggan, Connor McCormick, like all these players, like Padraig Cunningham as well was with, I think, Cork City for a while. Like they have players that are plenty of experience playing the Premier Division and being full time clubs. Like, so I don't know if that kind of enough of an excuse. And in this division, when you're coming up against someone like Wexford and the teams like Cove and Athlone, they're you know, heavily part-time, like, it should be kind of stand out a little bit more. When you have a manager as the experience of John Caulfield, who won a league and a cup inside the last five years, should be doing more, really, to be brutally honest. I know as well, that time was at the UCD match a couple weeks ago from talking to their media, they are very frustrated with the start of the season, and I doubt there's been much lifted since that game to suggest that things are picking up to where they want to be. Yeah, definitely, and uh, look... They'll, they'll keep going anyway and they'll keep battling away. Uh, just a brief one on Wexford as well. They have got Ian Ryan in. He is their new manager. It's For me, I think it's a good thing that they've got him in early. They haven't been waiting around. You look at the likes of Dundalk with a caretaker manager. He's like, you know, there's still no decision on getting a proper manager in there. So it's kind of affecting them. But it's good to see Wexford and hopefully that'll help them kick on now in the next few weeks. Yeah, it's good to see as well when they're going training this week with a new manager that they've got actually something to kind of to work off like that their last performance was probably arguably look I haven't seen Wexford this season maybe some of the fans might let us know in the comments but I presume that was probably one of their better displays of the season so there is definitely kind of encouragement from to go from there I'm not 100% sure that Bray actually sorry to have this weekend yeah so, so in the derby mode again Culture College and East East Coast derby you know I know Wicklow Wexford are bordering counties but I think there's still a, a fair spin between the two the two grounds but um yeah, look, like I said, look, at least they've got the sorted. They're not letting it drag on, and you know they've got a, a firm kind of plan now to move forward. With. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, that concludes the show for this week. That's the first division show. We'll be back again next week with uh, with more on the on. There's a very important game on Friday as well between Shells and UCD, and there is also four other matches as well. So we will have our review for that then. Thanks very much, everyone, to watching. Thanks to Jay for taking part, and please. Keep following, liking, and subscribing. Thanks, guys. Take care. Cheers, Paul.